Big Sky, a show about some pissed-off trucker who kidnaps two teenage girls, Danielle and Grace, and the law enforcement trooper, who is the state trooper, I guess, is in on it. That's what I got from the recap. Is that all the beginning saw, of the episode? Is that all you saw on the previously? Don't test me on the previously. So you didn't see Ryan Felipe in the previously? Oh yeah, he gets shot. Like he's dead. Ryan Felipe is no longer in the show. Is this yeah. one of those shows where it, like advertised him a yeah, bunch in the he's beginning, in the poster. Like, first season? It reminded me a lot of the Society with Rachel Keller from Legion. Uh, since spoilers she was the, for the Society. She was the biggest name, and then you know by the end of episode three. Yeah. So Ryan nine. Felipe played Cody, and he's the dead partner. Of also his wife, I think, who is played by, uh, well, I don't know who she's played by, but her name is Jenny Hoyt in the series. Yeah, she's supposed to be kind of an estranged wife. Okay, she also has a son with him, whose name is Justin, who somehow, even though he's only been missing for two days, knows for sure he's dead. And so the wife just knows as well. They're like, he's missing, he's dead. (laughs) So except for the previously, you didn't see uh, Ryan Felipe at all. Because in the first episode... Like a zombie version of it? Well, no. he, he was credited in the main cast in the first episode, and then people were kind of confused in the second episode when he was still credited as a recurring character. This is just like Z Nation as well. Yeah. Do you know if they intended him to die off in the first episode, or was it one of those, like, they got a call from his agent, and they're like, Ryan doesn't want to be a part of this? <laughs> I think it was just that they had him sign on for one episode. This is made by David E. Kelly. He's done a lot of um, other shows in I the past. I did see David E. Kelly's name, and so I looked it up because I was like, that's really familiar. And then what what other shows is he part of? Well, I wanted to talk about 2013 to 2017 because they got the shows they worked on got specifically darker. He started off with the crazy ones, which was a one season comedy with Robin Williams. Then he worked on a show called Goliath, and then he just finished up Big Little Lies. But he also did like law shows like Boston Legal and stuff back in the day. And Ally McBeal. All right, so one of the shows that this show reminded me of, basically because of Ronald, the main kidnapper guy, uh, who lives with his mom and is sort of a weirdo. It's very similar to Mr. Mercedes, the Stephen King thing. And so when I looked on David E. Kelly's page and I saw that he also created that series based on the novels, I was like, you're just kind of ripping yourself off at this point. Because that character is so much like the Norman Bates type model. Uh, His name is Brady Hartsfield in uh, Stephen King's book. Mm -hmm. But what is it with these kind of just like reclusive uh, still lives with their mom and the mom's really weird type thing where they just are blowing stuff up or kidnapping people. Well, you're saying that kind of also reminds me of the Mother movie that came out in 2009, the Bong Joon-ho movie. But I don't I don't remember that one. Bong Joon-ho is Bung the guy Jung-ho. who won... Um, yeah, for Parasite. Yeah. Um, but he made a movie that's kind of uh, specific to what you're talking about. But this was actually based off of a book by C.J. Box in 2013 called The Highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and C.J. Box is a New York Times bestseller. I think Killing Lincoln made... Like, Bill O'Reilly's a bestseller, so I don't think it's just for authors. Yeah, but did O'Reilly win an Edgar? An Edgar? Yeah. I don't think... What is, what is an Edgar? What is Aleppo? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're awards that are based off of Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, but Poe is a poet. Yeah, okay. but these are... So the, this book, the one that... Uh, it's like the Emmys. Yeah. So why are we talking about this again? <laughs> well, CJ Box is pretty famous for one series in particular that's ran 20 books called Joe Pickett. Jeez. And I have four summaries three of which are actual summaries of the book, and one of them is a fake summary of a book that I made so up. So this has nothing to do with the TV show, no. it's just about we'll, we'll his We'll get back books. to Big Sky in one second. Yeah. But um, it was really hard to make these summaries believable, so if the book sounds bad, don't blame it on the book. It's probably based on me. Um, but I will. I'll blame it on you. <laughs> okay, so the first one is... Butters, Biscuits, and Call Him Joe, Joe must finally face off against Fake. one of his foes, Dallas Cates. 
However, in fear of hurting his daughter's relationship with Dallas's son, he realizes he cannot have the finale that has been brewing for decades. Okay, that's and, just one. That's one. Yeah. When a massive blast rocks the forest of 12 Sleep County, Wyoming Joe Pickett is on the case. He will stop at nothing to investigate the death of a bubbly environmental activist. Okay. Wyoming's new governor isn't sure what to make of the notorious Joe Pickett. He has a job for him that is extremely delicate. A female British executive never came home from the high-end guest ranch she was visiting, and the British embassy is very worried. So that's the third one. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, Ranch owner and matriarch Opal Scarlet has vanished under suspicious circumstances during a bitter struggle between her sons for control of her million-dollar empire. Joe Pickett is convinced one of them must have done her in. Okay, and so one of them's fake? One of them is fake. All right, can you read the first one again? Yes. Butter his biscuits and call him Joe. Joe must finally face off against one of his foes, Dallas Cates. However, in fear of hurting his daughter's relationship with Dallas's son, he realizes he cannot have the finale that has been brewing for decades. Oh, man. I think I, I thought it was A or B, but I think I'm just going to say it's B. I'm glad that you said that because you were wrong. <laughs> okay, what is it? It was the first one. It was A? Yeah. Yeah, A sounded the worst out of all... The, not the worst as far as plotline, but as description goes... But the B one, I chose that one because you took an environmental class lately. So well, I just thought maybe you would have taken something from that. What I did for A was I actually took two of his stories and mushed them into one. But it's funny you say the environmental aspect of it because when I was reading the summaries, some of the books did seem like they were kind of pulling an environmental message. And I was wondering if Big Sky did, did seem like it was trying to push a message at it's all. It's PC because it's um, it's highly centered around women characters, like the entire cast except for the bad guys all the bad guys are male and Mm -hmm. then um there's a scene because there's actually three kidnap victims we only meet the first two in the pre in the recap um the third one may have been the hooker but uh she is a trans uh woman yeah and they have a discussion well holed up in this like underground lair where the other girl danielle is basically just asking her the most basic questions like is it hard being trans? Like, and then she goes into her parents' story. And they're locked up. They should be considering like trying to escape again or something. It's kind of like Andrea on The Walking Dead Season 3 when she's tied to a chair and she's saying her backstory instead of trying to cut through rope. Yeah, um, it felt a little forced. But the show has gotten praise for that non-binary character. And I yeah, want... I had no problem with the character. I had pro- a problem with the sequence as well as the simplicity of the questions she was asking or the way that she came... Like she inferred that... Um, racists and bigots weren't as bad as progressives because progressives think they get it and they don't actually and i think that that's overplayed to a certain extent because people are trying to understand at least and if you're going to point fingers at progressives this show is very progressive so getting back to the plot though they should have been planning their escape again because the next scene you see them trying to beat up ronald and he just tases them but we don't get any forethought to have knowledge that they were going to do that so it was just pretty abrupt less abrupt but it was just like kind of like you went from one scene where you were just sitting on the ground kind of discussing your lives to i'm going to try to take this guy out again yeah did the show have a lot of surprises in it not in the typical sense there was um a scene where the girl has escaped grace and she is by far the most entertaining character because she's actually stands a chance of moving the plot (laughs) um and then you have uh big rick uh Ligarski, who the episode is named after he's played by character actor john carroll lynch who yeah. i know from walking dead from american horror story channel zero the he's, americans yeah yeah he's been in everything 
So what's he up to? He's the state trooper that I was talking about earlier, but he's evil and he's more ingrained in this kidnapping than I thought even originally. I thought he was just kind of okay with what Ronald was doing, but in fact, he is like partially pushing it forward. Yeah. After I first, don't know why. In the first episode, I think that Ryan Felipe was supposed to be the character kind of like in Harper's Island that was figuring a lot of stuff out so that the audience gets invested, mm-hmm. but he's the one that ends up shooting yeah, him. Yeah, I see that, but I thought that he was just protecting Ronald, but in fact, he's protecting himself as well because he literally chases after Grace um, and uh, finds her talking to a fisherman in the middle of a lake and then pulls out a giant Daryl arrow bow and arrow (laughs) yeah and uh shoots the fisherman from a good i don't know 50 yards out right through the heart just this guy has impeccable aim (laughs) he's an olympian (laughs) and so then he looks at grace and he walks up to her and he's like i'm here to help you and grace is like no you're not you clearly just (laughs) murdered this man and he's like i thought he was trying to hurt you (laughs) and so she doesn't buy that she throws like a fishing lure into his face it cuts him and then this is it felt like a comedy at this point but by far the most entertaining part mm-hmm, of the yeah, episode right and so then he like kind of goes Ugh, and he pulls out the arrow again and she's only like 10 feet away <laughs> and so you're like oh no she's screwed and he shoots her through the leg and then probably the funniest moment she gets up and starts running again <laughs> and it was like good for her and and he <laughs> he says like something sarcastic to himself but because he's so good at acting he says something to like um is he is he like ramsey basically yeah when he was shooting at uh, he was more like upset that she was even getting up she was he he just said something along the lines of like you got to be kidding me and then he like pulls the arrow and shoots her even harder through an upper part of her leg and then yeah and then he breaks off the arrow and takes it out of her leg and then he throws her over her his, his back and then takes her back to the farm or wherever he was that they have the two kids. So how is the episode and is that like the final scene? Well, he throws her back into uh, the cage with the other two and they all are kind of like confused because they see him wearing the badge. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he kind of just goes back up and tells Ronald to re um, kind of concrete the area, like put air hammers and nails and stuff, reinforce it. And then uh, all the girls are kind of yelling at Ronald through the thing. As, as the episode ends. When I was looking at the first two episodes, it seemed dark, and I wanted to know how dark does this show get, because it airs on ABC. So. Yeah, it's not too dark. It's nothing. It's not even as dark as Harper's Island, which you brought up earlier, because in Harper's Island, you're seeing a murder every week. This was more like when you weren't watching the kidnap victims and their storyline, you were just watching Jenny kind of question people, and also this character named Cassie Duell, and she's very suspect of... Ron, oh, not Ronald, a Big Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, however, her character is very slow moving. She didn't do anything in this episode besides act suspicious. And I feel like she's supposed to be a protagonist narrat- narrator to the show. Like, is, is she your least favorite character, would you say, out of all, all of them? Well, so far I didn't get enough of a chance to really get anything that she did. Like, she didn't have the opportunity. The writing wasn't right. there for her. The last scene where she was supposed to be crying over the fact that Cody was probably dead... Mm-hmm also felt a little forced because she was just pulling out of the driveway and she like stifled back a few tears and i was like yeah i'm, I'm not feeling it not feeling it yet when i was uh looking over the show some people were comparing this to twin peaks did you get that at all i get it because of the small town vibe and also if you murder a fisherman you'd think that there would be and there's two missing girls already that the state trooper would be under more scrutiny than he yeah, is. Yeah, probably. Um, and then there was also a plot hole earlier that I wanted to bring up about the escape itself. When they they have uh, they're under a basement right now, 
and there's like a sewage line running through it but they had to get out of this big box like um room or whatever it was called escape room escape not an escape room but you know those people who are really um high paranoid and they have like a rooms in their body yeah no their sheds that are like completely reinforced yeah they're kind of trapped in one of those but they get out they like push out and uh grace escapes she starts sawing away at the uh, floorboards above the sewage line and ends up breaking through and that's how she ends up going through the pipeline to escape but then ronald comes in near that time and starts chasing her down the pipe and then there's suddenly in like not an avalanche but like where it just falls in right, on yeah. itself and both of them survive it yeah that's <laughs> which is weird also why would it collapse when people are just going through it it wasn't like she was banging away as she was or that through. there was a lot just of people at that just time kinda, yeah that it would just collapse do they mention covid no no it was it filmed during covid yeah they even mentioned it in the first two episodes and some viewers were mad that they weren't wearing masks in different places it's so isolated the only like crowded scene I guess, and it wasn't really, was when uh, Jenny was going up to, like, this priest guy, the guy who runs this church whose name was William Edwards, and uh, he was fired from a previous church, and she makes the uh, accusation that this could be the next Waco, like, that there could be this hidden cult growing, and that's where the kidnapped girls had ended up, because she thought maybe Cody had, like, found out about that. Turns out Cody was not there. She straight up threatens this Edwards guy, and we already know there are security cameras around, and she says she threatens him with her gun. She's like, I'm really <laughs> crazy right now, and I have a gun. And it was like, that's enough right there for him to call the police and get you arrested. Right, yeah. So I'd be really careful about that. So there were a few points where I was like, this plot doesn't... And he just responded normally to that, by the way. Um, so like he was <laughs> just like, oh, okay, this all, happens to me yeah. all the time. So <laughs> You think you're the first person to pull a gun He wasn't intimidated, yeah. <laughs> Do characters have lapses in judgment? Uh, so in the first episode, I didn't see that one, but in the recap, it looked like the two girls, the teenagers, were doing something to piss off the trucker. How many movies and scary shows must you watch before you know, don't piss off truckers? They're usually crazy. Yeah, it's I'm funny. just kidding if there's any truckers Well, it's listening. funny you say that because the show has <laughs> actually gotten a little bit of flack for being like against truckers. They feel like it's stereotypical <laughs> and so a little stereotypical. offensive. <laughs> and another one of Rick's lines to Ronald at the very end was, not to overstate the obvious, but you kidnapped the wrong girls. And one has escaped. I don't know what they've been doing in the previous two episodes, but it feels like they only kidnapped one wrong girl because those other two have hardly made an effort. If Ronald is only keeping them in one panic room and there's two people, I don't understand why they don't just jump him if all he has is a taser. Do you remember the room, that movie? Not the Tommy Wiseau, but the other one? Yeah, you're talking about the good one. Yeah. Okay, the good one? Um, Yeah, so she took out or she attacked the one guy, right? Yeah, with a toilet seat. Yeah, and she's just one person, and it took her a long time. But there are three of them at the beginning of this, and instead of just trying to escape the room and then go down the sewer, if they had all just kind of waited at the door and taken him out that way, I don't know if they may have done that in the first two episodes, but it feels like he's kind of a weak dude by himself. Yeah, I believe this is the first episode where someone has actually escaped. Yeah, but they said he said when he was able to take the two of them out, you don't learn. So that made it seem like maybe there had been efforts beforehand but at the same time, again, he doesn't look like the strongest type of guy. And he's just had a bunch of rocks collapse on him. Yeah, I saw on IMDb that this was supposed to have 10 episodes. And that was the only place I found like any number for any episodes. Do you think it's going to have enough steam to go that far? This could be yeah, condensed into a movie. I can totally see that there are a lot of scenes that could be just like taken out, thrown away. If they wanted to just get straight to the part of the escape, they could do it. The reviews have been kind of mixed with this show because they're saying that it does kind of drag on. 
Um, there's certain characters where I don't see their point yet. Like, it feels like uh, Cassie Duell and Jenny Hoyt are serving the same purpose. They're both investigating the plot. They both have a connection with Cody. I don't know why Justin's even there, except for sort of he was in the books. So I, I maybe maybe they'll pay off. Maybe they won't. But again, the most engaging characters, Big Rick and uh, Grace. Yeah, and it has a 6.4 on IMDb and 64%. A lot of people do say that the characters kind of seem close together. And the, the arrow scene that you brought up earlier, I saw a lot of Reddit people be like, yeah, that's the point where I just stopped watching this that's show. That's the part where I started ridiculous. watching. Because it was like, oh, this is crazy. From what I got from viewers who like the show, the first episode, they felt kind of mixed. Apparently, the second episode is supposed to be the best, even though that's the lowest rated score on IMDb. And um, I think that this is supposed to be like a turning point episode. Like you either like it or you don't. Did you happen to look up why they named it Big Rick? Because they explained it in the episode. No, I didn't see. Okay, so Big Rick is the name of, it's Rick Legarski, as I've said a thousand times. But he says in the show that the reason he got that nickname was he was always counted on to do the right thing, the moral thing. And he tells this to his wife. But the kicker is, throughout the episode, we don't see any sign of him having any sort of moral complex issues with the fact that he's chasing down this teenage girl <laughs> to lock her up and st- and then murder someone. So there's like no signs of humanity. He's just a basically. straight up bad villain. And so like naming the episode after him for that reason makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. And people say that like the villains in this show don't really have an initiative and they kind What's of the come motive? across. I have that written poking. here. I'm like, what is the motive here? What was Ronald's motive besides just being pissed off that they were girls? I thought I'd like, where does this go (laughs) yeah and so even though the show has been mixed it's apparently done amazing in viewership uh the premiere episode got like uh almost five million views live and then thanks to being on hulu that's where i watched it yeah and so did like an extra six million people um and then for the second episode it almost got it got higher than its first number um like 4.9 or something like that which is just great for a like normal series on ABC. Is there something in here for everybody? Because it was something like Lost, which was also on ABC. It had comedy, drama, action, or is this just like a straight up drama? I think the comedy was uh, unintentional. Mm. Like there's a spot after he kills the fisherman where he's just, he's getting rid of the body and uh, he throws it into this acid pond that's just sitting there and it's green and it (laughs) gobbles him up. And so I'd say this is better than a Blumhouse show because it seems like it has more um, thematic. It's not just about gore and uh, and like horror porn. Right. But at the same time, it's good that it's based on books because that means that it has to go somewhere. Like right now, my main fear was that it was just going to trudge on forever and ever and ever. Literally, the last scenes were uh, Ronald and Big Rick discussing how they were just going to leave food with the girls, even though he had just, again shot her twice in the leg she needs stitches she needs medical attention Mm -hmm. not because she's going to bleed out or anything but it's going to get infected if they just leave her there that makes no sense why not just kill her honestly it would make more sense that way uh so yeah as long as the books push to a a conclusion which i assume Mm -hmm. they do then then you're safe from like the writer's block that sometimes happens yeah i was gonna say going back to david e kelly he uh was supposed to retire he did big little lies too right 
Yeah, he said that so earlier. He, yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Two two names with big in it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but he was supposed to retire from cable just in general until he was basically given this was script. That a, was that a Me Too thing or no? no. <laughs> he he was just tired of what he said was the commercials and the eight minute act breaks. Um, but then when he decided to do this show, he more sees this as a like a project than really coming back. It just feels sort of in his vein with the Mr. Mercedes thing ending pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, sorry to keep going back to this one scene of the girls trying to take out uh, Ronald. But before they, when he opens the door, there's this quick moment where he's unprepared. And the girls are just standing there. And instead of immediately jumping onto him, they decide to go with the old uh, monologue, you know? And they're like, hey, sailor. And then they jump. It's like, why not just attack? You have your opening right there and you you missed it. That's very network. Did it have good cinematography? Because they changed where they were supposed to shoot. It was supposed to be down in New Mexico and Nevada. But then once COVID hit, they decided to go to Vancouver. Yeah, so it doesn't look anything like New Mexico. It looks like it's a cold weather northern state that it's shot in. If it was shot in New Mexico, it'd be an entirely different type of show, I feel like. Yeah. New Mexico is like desert. Well, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be like... This is woodland. It's got so many Christmas trees there, and then there's lakes and uh, perhaps they were Perhaps they were able to just put that into the show because, of yeah, course, they're going to be maybe. filming there. But the whole episode, while Grace is running, first she goes through that sewer. She's drenched. She's been trapped in that cage for a while. And then she's, she's barefoot, too. She keeps losing her shoes, and that's another plot hole. At one point, she's, like, running down the side of a road she decides to ditch one of her shoes but she keeps it on the side of the road so that anyone can spot it who's following her that doesn't just throw it into the forest um yeah but then she's also like drenched because it's so watery everywhere so it it made it feel more serious like it felt more like descent when she escapes uh the the tunnel or whatever at the very end this episode has a 7.7 on imdb which for imdb is its highest rated episode probably because the most gets done like there finally is a chance for them to be free yeah Yeah. or do you have if you had a rate on a scale of one to ten what would you give it i 7.7 is fine with me the show has been able to get quite a cast, not just Ryan Felipe, but like you said, Big Rick, and I believe that the uh, Jennifer was the Danielle someone as well. Yeah, I believe that like all the main people. And are then is the translating in Becky? Do you know or Betty? Maybe I think Jerry. I thought I thought well maybe never mind. Um, so Danielle's character at one point when Grace escapes, she's talking about she's like. I got the looks and she got everything else. And it was it was just an odd kind of compliment to your sister, but at the same time, a dig. I feel like, like an odd place for it. I feel like I've seen that line done like a million times in movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, is it usually girls saying it or is it usually guys? Because I assume it'd probably be girls. I think it changes, but probably girls. Oh, okay. Unless, uh, it, well, guys can say it sarcastically too. Would you binge this if it was all out right now? Like all the episodes? All 10? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, but it would be like one of those ones I was just in the back while I was cleaning my room or something. <laughs> yeah, well, ABC is really banking on this because they want to go into the streaming platform. They know how much success that's getting. They're too late. It's uh, yeah, so late. That's fair. But this show has also... The and they've only... always streamed their episodes. Like, I remember when Lost... Lost was ABC, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. In 2006, you could watch it on their on their streaming site, on ABC streaming site. Yeah, but I think that they're wanting to do the same thing that kind of Disney is doing, and this is the only show that they have backed up for the oh, fall. So this is ABC. the this is the only show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, join the club. At this point, I thought Hulu was supposed to be that bridge gap for network shows that we're all going to fuel through mm-hmm. them. But we're like post the introduction to streaming. We're now at the I think point we're where past we're introduction. Yeah, but we're at the point where it's so saturated, it's impossible to 
make one show and then pull ahead. Like House of Cards, when it came along, it made Netflix like the one mm-hmm. to beat. And now it's like this show comes out and a billion other shows come out at the right, same time. Yeah. And we do them all. <laughs> do you have anything else to add? Uh, there was a scene at the beginning I didn't mention about Sheriff W. Tubb. And he's being asked uh, by, I think it was Cassie Duell, about looking into the disappearances of Cody and the rest. And he, again, kind of passes them off. Like, again, all the guys are either villains or not good at their mm-hmm. job or dead, Cody. <laughs> so... I guess that's about it for me. Uh, Anything from you? No, I basically went over everything. Well, then we'll call it there. This has been The Big Sky Review. The Big Rick was the name of the episode. Season 1, Episode 3. I wonder if it's going to get, if it's going to need any more seasons than this. But you said if this is like a platform launcher for ABC, I can see them trying to launch more than one season of it. Yeah, they could, even if they don't have any source material What if they took the same character, sorry, same actors and put them into different characters like the Tell Me a Story or American Horror Story or uh, Haunting think... a Hill House. So many shows are doing that now. I don't think that would work. <laughs> All right. Just an idea, ABC. Keep us posted. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.